Hey family, in this video, we're going to be talking about five signs that you have devalued yourself. And later on in the interview, we're going to talk about how to properly distribute your valuable. But before we get into those points, let's break down a verse, lay the foundation with the scripture, and then we'll get into some points that I think is going to really help you better understand this area. The first thing I'm going to read is Psalms 139.14. One of my favorite scriptures, you heard me say this in many videos, and so I'm going to say it again. It says in verse 14, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. The reason why I think a lot of us, we put ourselves in situations where we have devalued ourselves, putting us in position to be misused and abused by people who are completely unaware of value, is that we've lost what it means to praise. See, praises raises. When we praise God, it raises us. When we understand the goodness of God and we're thankful and, 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 and praise is the soundtrack of our lives, when we begin to praise God, we begin to raise the frequencies in our in our uh, existence, in our being. We begin to think higher. We begin to feel higher. We begin to be discerning. We begin to be uh, burning with fire and, and, and excitement about life, which begins to get us in a place where we begin to understand our own worth. So the Bible says, uh, because I was formed in fashion in my mother's womb, I praise you. God, because I'm aware that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. For those who may be joining me for the very first time, fearfully means made with reverence. When you begin to God, when you begin to see that God revered you before you was even in a position to revere him, that he reverenced you before you even was in ability to recognize why you should reverence him, that sets the precedence in your life, that God took his time to make you. The Bible uh, is very clear with this, that he fearfully made you, meaning that he made you with detail. He he reverenced every aspect of you. I'm talking about from your gifts, talents, and abilities, that he reverenced you. And it says that he wonderfully made you, means that he, meaning that he made you one of one, that you are unique. You're one of a kind. And so when praise hasn't yet been raised, then these areas of our lives won't be raised as well. So when you begin to understand that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and you begin to look in the mirror and say, wonderful are your works, then you'll begin to say, hey, I got to, I got to make sure I carry myself a certain kind of way. I got to make sure that I just can't put my, that I don't just put myself in positions to be misused. Because if, if, if something is wonderful, if something was fearfully and wonderfully made, think about the thing in your life that was fearfully and wonderfully made. That when you looked at it, you said, that's wonderful. How much do you protect that item? Whether it's a vehicle, whether it's a diamond ring, whether it's diamond earrings, whatever it is. When you begin to see the, the in, uh, intrinsic inherent value of that diamond, of that vehicle, uh, and, and you begin to say, man, this thing was, this Rolls Royce was fearfully and wonderfully made. This this diamond was fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful all is, is the works of this. Then you'll protect it. Your whole soul is in agreement to make sure that you protect the number one thing that's valuable in your possession. But my friend, you are the most valuable thing in your possession. And when you begin to stand that you uh, were created and fearfully, wonderfully made, man, you got to begin to start looking at yourself differently. You got to begin to say, yo, I just can't be around certain people no more. Not that you better than. But your goals is better than like, like you just can't be around certain people, certain environments devaluing yourself 
because you 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 are unaware of the value of yourself, right? It says my soul knows it very well. See, your soul must know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. If not, then you're just going to devalue yourself because you lack self-esteem. You 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 lack awareness of your value in God, and then all of a sudden now you're just scattered all over the place, and not in a place you deserve to be. Now let's talk about. Uh, defining what it means to value yourself and what it means not to value yourself. We're going to set the precedence with those points and then we're going to go right into the five signs that you're wasting your value. Let's define what it means to value yourself. It says to value yourself means recognizing and appreciating your inherent worth, acknowledging your strengths, uniqueness, and potential. So here it says, when a person values themselves, they first recognize. Now, there's people who recognize their worth, but they have yet to appreciate. See, appreciation and recognition must go together in order for this to be activated. So a person that values themselves, they recognize, yo, hold up. I'm worth more than how you treating me. I'm worth more on, on what you're speaking about me. Like I'm worth more than what this environment is trying to get me to be indoctrinated to believe. And I actually appreciate my inherent worth. Inherent worth means that nobody under the sun, S-O-N or S-U-N, determines your worth. Only the creator of a thing determines his worth. That no matter what store you go into, that store or that, or no matter uh, what place you go into, the people that created the item determines its worth. If I walk into a, a Rolls Royce dealership, I can't say, hey, man, I want to buy that Rolls Royce for $10. They're going to look at you and be like, no matter how much you view that you can pay this thing for $10, that's not its worth. What determines its worth that most of the things in this car is handmade. Most of the things uh, that has been imported into this vehicle were from uh, multiple countries, that it took six months to build this one car. That determines its worth. But so many people, the reason why they're not operating in high levels of worth is because they don't know their inherent worth. That because God made you, that's your worth. And God knows how you should distribute your worth in all areas of life. That there are some people right now who they know they're worth, they're worth a lot of money, but they don't know how to properly distribute their worth in certain areas. But a person who values themselves unapologetically is an individual who's recognized and it and appreciates their inherent worth, acknowledging their strengths, uniqueness, and potential. That means when you know your worth, you know the areas you're strong in, you know that you're one of one in your uniqueness, and you understand potential. See, people who know their worth understand that I can't allow you to get in between me and my potential. See, people of worth knows what's essential for them to tap into their potential. And anything that is contradictory of them tapping into their full potential, they move out of their lives. That is the essence of a person who knows their worth, right? And, and, and know their values. Keep going. It involves treating yourself with respect. Number two, setting healthy boundaries and prioritizing self-care and making choices that align with your well-being and personal growth. That's layered, but let's take our time there. It involves treating yourself with respect. You and I must respect ourselves. 
And respect doesn't come but only from respecting God. The Bible says the fear of the Lord or the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom means skill. Like wisdom is evidence of one who is skilled. Like that person practiced that belief. That, per that person practiced those habits, which then proves them wise, right? So when I understand that wisdom is a skill that that, that is evident in one's life, proving that they're wise, then where does that start? It starts with reverencing God. The society that we're in has disrespected God so much that people don't know how to start walking in wisdom. So when a person reverences God and honors God, then they can't help but honor what God has made. So when you begin to say, God, I, I respect you and I honor you, I fear you, not fear like I'm hiding under a table, but fear that I reverence your position, I reverence you as God, then and only then will there be the beginning of wisdom. Now I know how to walk wisely amongst all people. Now I know how to distribute my, my value, my gifts and talents wisely. Because it's my respect for myself stems from respecting God. And when you know that God respects himself, honors himself, and doesn't go beyond his integral name, then you'll begin to put more respect on your name and who you are because you're mirroring what God is. And so it says treating yourself with respect. Do you respect yourself? Like people who respect themselves don't tolerate disrespect respectfully <laughs> like like so if someone disrespect for you respectfully let them know that's not how i'm treated and if you lose them because of their mistreatment then it was going to never treat you well but because we don't respect ourselves love ourselves we take anything from anyone but when you know you your worth and your value you say hey man if i lose you i gain more Right. It involves treating yourself with respect and setting healthy boundaries. I put healthy boundaries. People be putting hard boundaries because of a hard heart. And they think that that's value in themselves. No, you don't want to have four walls because the no, not, then that means the good people can't come in. You want three walls and a gate. <laughs> you want three walls, one wall over here, one wall over here, one wall behind you. And you have a gate and you have a gatekeeper the Holy Spirit, that says, okay, this person has clearance to be in your life. So yeah, you fortify with walls, but you also are open to what God wants you to be open for. But some people put hard boundaries. I'm not letting nobody in. Okay, then now you're going to have a successful marriage. How are you going to raise and, and be a successful parent? Like, how are you going to be a, a contributing individual in your purpose of life, helping others? So hard people create hard boundaries. Healthy people create healthy boundaries. I may do a video on that a little bit later. That's a good point. Prioritizing these people who value themselves also prioritizes self-care and making choices that align with their well-being and personal growth. So people who love themselves prioritize self-care because how can you care for others if you're not cared for? And how can you care for yourself if you don't have proper systems of casting your cares? See, we as individuals must have a higher power to cast our cares upon. So for instance, when you're going through life and life is going to put cares on you, you have to be in a place where you say, okay, God, I know in my self-worth and value that I'm inherently valued because of you. I know what I should care for and not care for because the things you care for, you're carry. 
Whatever you care about, you'll carry. And if it's too heavy for you to carry, you're not graced to carry it, then it will be too heavy for you to carry it and you won't be able to be carried into your purpose. So you have to have God in your life, a fellowship with him where you begin to have a system that says, I don't need to care about this. So you cast that care on God then you're able to care for yourself and then you're able to care for others because when you care about yourself and you know that God cares for you and you cast your cares on him then you will be able to say because I care about me and because I care about my connection with God I'm sorry I cannot contribute my care at this degree everyone deserves access to your love but not everybody deserves access to your heart and some of us we care too much that's why our hearts are torn apart but when you understand, hey, my, if you don't if you don't appreciate the level of love that I give, then you don't deserve the love. I, you don't deserve the love I give. When people don't love themselves and they want to abuse your love, they don't deserve full access or deeper depths of your love that garners them access to your heart. You got to be able to say, if you don't appreciate the five minutes that I have, then you don't deserve five seconds of my time. Because I don't got time to be pouring into vessels with holes in them. And then now I'm depleted and I'm kept from being com from competing or completing. Let's keep going. And they make choices that align with their well-being and personal growth. So if your choices, you can't you can't say that you care about your well-being or personal growth. If you're going to drugs, if you're going to alcohol, if you go into a relationship that doesn't that doesn't serve you when you're going to cults and, and communities uh, just to feel belonged like that you belong, you can't believe in that. But when you understand, hey, I got to make decisions what what and what I eat. That's why the Bible says, uh, man, what's the scripture? Holy Ghost. It says, um, uh, man, hold on. Um, uh, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. That's a principle. Those who care about this, they look at what they eat, they look at what they drink and ask themselves, does this glorify God? Because if my body is, is, is mortified, Oh, I think that's the right word, or is in uh, states of being horrified, then how can God be glorified? So I got to take care. I got to look at everything, my choices and what I eat, choices and what I drink, choices and what I do to make sure it all contributes to my well-being and personal growth. Let me keep going for time's sake. I'll be laboring too long with some of these points, but I'm going to let the Holy Spirit do what he do. Valuing yourself is a foundation for positive self-esteem and a healthy, fulfilling life. You must value you. You must value you. If not, your environments and people will devalue you mentally. And now you're on clearance racks. Now you are in a place where people, anyone gets access to you and it disrupts the flow. Now, signs that you do not value, not signs, but uh, what this is what it means when a person doesn't value themselves. Not valuing yourself involves a lack of recognition or appreciation for one's inherent worth. That means a person who doesn't value themselves has no clue <laughs> that their worth comes from God, has no clue of what that means, what that entails, or the implications of it. They don't they don't even recognize they're valuable. Also, they then they don't even appreciate their inherent value. Where you able to look at God and look in the mirror and be like, man, ooh, you did that, God. God, that gift you put in me, ooh, that's, when, when, when I be hearing my, looking to my mess, I'm like, ooh, God, man, wonderful are your works. I praise you, not praise me. Because I, I have to borrow his, I have to breathe his breath to be able to, to, to give this value, right? But what he has put in me is wonderful. I didn't always believe that. 
When I was younger, I didn't think what I had was wonderful. I looked at everybody else's wonderfulness and, and wanted to be as wonderful as them. And I was not uh, completely oblivious of how wonderful I am in my own uniqueness. How many of you all right now are comparing yourself with everybody else's wonder? And now you wonder why God hasn't given you their wonderfulness. And now you're wandering into their wonderfulness, trying to be wonderful like them. When God's like, fam, I made you wonderful too. Not valuing yourself involves a lack of recognition or appreciation for your inherent worth. That means you inherit this because you was created, right? That's why the evolution thought processes eradicates the idea of one's uniqueness and wonderfulness. Because if we're just a speck in a universe, then, then, then I'm just a speck in this life and I have no value. But when you understand that you're created, have you ever created something? Every book that I've created, every... A point I've created, every card game I've created, every coaching program I created, I, I I cherish it because it came from me. My daughter, oh man, prized beyond measure because I played a part in creating her. Do you not think that I'm watching every time she's by the door while she's walking now? I'm like, hey, what you doing? I created it. I don't want you bumping your head. Oh, a vacuum, and I make sure there ain't no little little things on the floor for her to swallow. But because I created that, so because I created that, and I know that I'm created, then I'm gonna take care of whatever I created. And so when you know that you're created by God, whoa, 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 I'm wonderful. Let's <laughs> keep going. Not valuing yourself involves a lack of recognition or appreciation for your inherent worth. It can manifest as self neglect. Self-doubt and engaging in behaviors or relationships that undermines your well-being. Undermines. That means removes the removes the floor up under your feet, meaning stripping your foundation, causing you to be in a in a, in a tumbling state. So self-neglect, you start neglecting yourself, but protecting others. You begin to have self-doubt. So now you can't put yourself out. Then you begin to engage in behaviors, whether it's drinking, smoking, uh, emotional eating or, or, or <clears throat> sexual things or whatever, or a relationship. Now you selling. Now you look at the guy you with right now. <laughs> like, really, look, look, don't, if, he, if he's watching this too, I don't want to do that right now. Look at the girl you with right now. Like, does that match the worth and value of someone worthy of love? Like, look at your relationship right now. Like, look at the person you're dating. Look at the person you're considering. What do they consider? What are their habits? What are their aspirations? You attract who you are, right? And who, if you attract who you are, that who you attract determines how far you go. So if you're dating somebody and you know you only settle for that individual because you settle in the ideology that you're not worth anything, then my friend, that's evidence. That you don't value yourself. Look at the environments you frequent. No matter how much money you have, people still be marrying people, dating people, buying stuff that they shouldn't be buying no matter how much they have. Because even though they've made a lot of money professionally, they understand their value professionally, but they don't, they don't value themselves per personally. This may include accepting mistreatment. That means you, you now accept mistreatment. I used to be there. And I'm going to get to some points where you're going to hear my testimony a little bit. Accepting mistreatment, neglecting self-care, and making choices that go against your principles. Let's keep going for time. Not valuing yourself can lead to a diminished self-esteem and hinder personal growth and fulfillment. Hey, oh, everybody, I just saw the comment comments. I'm going to get to those in a minute. Now, 
Here are signs you've wasting your value. Let me make sure I say hey to everybody. Andrea says, amen. Cast your cares on the Lord for he cares for you. That's right. First Peter 5, 7. Uh, Unique says, amen. Dominique says she's taking notes. Oh, I got a worksheet too. What's up, family? Uh, 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 so I got a worksheet that goes to this as well. And so make sure you stay to the end and we'll make sure you get that link. Uh, the pertinent influence says, hey, coach from South Africa in the building. Christy says, amen. Giving too much time to others. Devout. That's right. Living events. That's right. Some people deserve some time. Some people deserve no time. Some people deserve all your time. Like my wife, no matter what time, she can, she can have a time. That's, 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 that's position. She's married to me. If my daughter wants to keep me up to one, she deserves that time. Now, let's get to it. Signs, five signs, you're wasting your value. That you are a person who has devalued themselves and are not operating at the level of value that you should. Number one, feeling unappreciated. If a person consistently feels unappreciated, overlooked, or undervalued in specific relationships or environments, it may indicate a misalignment of their value with the wrong people or places. So if you're in a situation right now, a, a relationship or an environment where you feel inherently unappreciated, overlooked, or undervalued, then my friend, you have misaligned yourself with the wrong people and environments. It may indicate misalignment of their value with the wrong people. So meaning, if you're in a situation, and it's, listen, sometimes when you're in a situation or you, it's brand new, you get stuck like glue to the residue of how they made you feel initially because people will make you feel whatever you need to feel to make you start filling their life up. What I mean by this is this. You dated someone the first three months, you felt like you was the center of their world. You, they made you feel like you belonged. Environments, <clears throat> people groups, <clears throat> excuse me, communities. You felt like you belonged. And then after about three months or so, they start underappreciating you. They start overlooking because they did whatever it took to get you booked. But now you feel overlooked. It happens all the time. That's why you can't go by the initial feelings you feel. That's why you can't go by feelings. You got to go by discernment. See, the Holy Spirit has insight and foresight. <laughs> he has insight, meaning he knows exactly what's in the person right now, and he has foresight. Foresight, meaning he knows exactly when they were going to leave you, when they were going to neglect you. So when the Holy Spirit says no, you don't go. Because he knows that that person has a demon in them that's going to be used to steal from you kill your hopes and dreams and destroy your purpose. And now you was with them for three months. You was with them for three years. And now it takes you 10 years to recover. Demons know how to do this all the time. They love to go to people who need people, who need to feel validated and valued. And then what they do is they bring somebody to make them feel worth something briefly. And when that person begins to feel that they love by this person, they don't know that the demon has set a timer in that person and saying, in two years, we're going to leave this person. We're going to get them so invested in their time, so invested in their emotions, so invested that now when I break it off from them, now their, their investment 
is still in them in them mentally and emotionally and physically sexually and all of a sudden it's hard for that person to let them go because now they soul tied and now when they soul tied to a person that's left them now what the demons oftentimes do they now get them with a new boo so now you're comparing yourself and with their new relationship you're like how did you recover so quickly how did you get with someone so quickly and now the next few months is dedicated to you spying on a new relationship because now you caught in a trap of comparison so yeah people gonna make you feel great in the beginning no 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 no. you have to come you have to come already feeling great <laughs> you gotta come to situations already feeling great already know that you're worth something already know that you value so that you can take time to assess the value if a person consistently feels unappreciated overlooked or undervalued in a specific relationship or environment, it will indicate or may indicate a misalignment of their value with the wrong people. So the number one sign is you're now beginning to feel unappreciated. You're pouring. You're the one giving everything. Do you know the weaker person in a relationship runs the relationship? Meaning that's what the Bible says. Don't be unequally yoked with non-believers. And you can't. We're talking about levels of belief have to be equal. But when you talk about being unequally yoked, is two calves or two cows and the two cows or bulls are yoked together now if you are a good uh if you are aware of the value of yoked cattle you want to yoke cattle with the same strength the same breath the same whatever because you know that if there is a weakness it's going to handle it's going to hinder success so they say that when you yoke a cow with a weaker cow that strong cow is carrying its own weight, is carrying the weight of the weaker calf and the carriage. And then what happens? It breaks the neck of the stronger calf. So while you're pulling your life, you're pulling this other person that's just benefiting from your life. And now you're pulling the marriage and the carriage and the babies. No wonder you're suffocating. No wonder you're dying. No wonder you can't breathe in that relationship. No wonder you can't breathe in an environment because now you're about to break your neck. That's why when you begin to feel unappreciated, go where you celebrate, not where you tolerate it. Go where you celebrate, not where you uh, uh, go, where you appreciate it, not where you tolerate. Listen, if you're tolerating me and now I'm becoming a bore to you or I'm becoming like a a, 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 um, a, 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 a weight to you or whatever, I'm gone. Man, friend, listen, I used to be the type of guy that was I'll stay in stuff longer than I should. And now people are just tolerating. Yo, do you know how much it costs to get advice? Like, do you know how much it costs for me to be in your life? And so when kids at the school or people in my life in church or whatever starts acting like that, fam, I'm out of your life. <laughs> I'm gone. Because if I'm tolerant, if I even feel like I'm a, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm a, just a tolerant, like, I, like you tolerate me, uh -uh, I stay where I'm celebrating. Number two, lack of growth and opportunity. Now I'm, I'm preaching to my old self. Like that's how I used to be. So I'm coming from a place of experience and growth. Lack of growth opportunities. Here's another sign. Stagnation in personal or professional growth with limited opportunities for advancement or learning can signal that one is investing their value in the wrong places. Another sign that you're devalued or you're wasting your value, you begin to say, man, I can't grow here. I've outgrown the place. And that's okay. People don't like when you grow because your growth is a testament of why they haven't grown. Do you know, in order to own, you have to be grown? 
In order to own, you have to be grown. Grown people know how to own. So when you begin to get to a place of being grown in an area, and now you're starting to own in an area, then people don't get comfortable. So if you begin to say, hey, man, I have settled into a place with no growth opportunity. That's why the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Who is sharpening you? You are as sharp as the room of the knives you in, of the iron you in. Like you got to make sure that you always around people that are going to challenge you and sharpen you. We're talking about healthy relationships. We're not talking about people that's abusive with their sharpening, that they end up cutting you. We're talking about people who know how to sharpen you, mentor you, coach you, can, can delicately and with grace and truth. That's why the Bible says Jesus came not with truth and grace, but with grace and truth. You can't give grace after truth because sometimes your truth might be too hot. It may be too heavy. It may be too strong. The Bible says grace and truth for a reason. He came with grace, tenderness. When, he, when the woman was thrown before him, the Pharisees went into town, snatched this woman off the body of a man. Because the Bible says she was caught in the act of adultery. Snatched her off the man. You can almost imagine her grabbing some sheets to try to cover herself because she didn't know what was going on. She was being drugged through the streets. And then all of a sudden, she's thrown in front of Jesus. Doom. You can smell the sex in the air. You can smell it. And, 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 and the Pharisees begin to say, what should we do with this woman who's caught in the act of adultery? It's crazy that they drugged the girl but didn't bring the man. Because maybe it was one of their mans. Right? What did Jesus do? He knelt down and began to write in the ground. And he said, he without sin cast the first stone. All of a sudden, you start hearing stones hit the ground. Jesus then says, daughter, where are your accusers? Grace. Then he came with the truth. Go and sin no more. Grace, truth. Okay? I don't know where I went down that path, but it went down there for someone. But you got to begin to say, okay, am, am I in environments of growth? Am I stagnant? Is this individual stagnant? Listen, that's why you got to be married or allow God to pick your partner, man, because a person that got a purpose person, that's why it's important to marry a purpose person that's in accordance to your purpose because they don't believe in stagnation. They came into the relationship uh, uh, growth minded, growth oriented, that they, they didn't come stagnant. And so if you're in environments right now, here is a sign that you have devalued yourself is that the area no longer grows. The area is not evolved. Let's keep going for time. Sake. Three, frequent conflict or misalignment. Repeated conflicts, misunderstandings, or a general sense of misalignment with the values and goals of a particular group or setting may suggest that the individual value is not well suited to those people or places. Frequent conflicts, frequent misunderstandings. Here's a sign that you're in an environment or in a relationship where you devalue yourself into. Always conflict. They always conflicting against your values, talking like like saying you not you not you can't do that you can't right. So repeated conflicts, misunderstandings. Listen, you gotta go. You gotta be in places that understands you, that honors you, that appreciates you. You for you. You for you. They don't want you to become like anybody else. They don't want to be like. Why won't you be like us? Why no? <laughs> you gotta talk like us, dress like us, be like that's a cult family. 
<laughs> it's a cult. Now we not you know, we gotta have the same beliefs, same values, same principles. But I'm not trying to change. We can't be the. We all we all don't gotta wear the same colors. <laughs> we don't all gotta talk the same. You see what I'm saying? So if there's frequent conflicts or misalignments, it's a sign that you're wasting your value. Number one, you feel unappreciated, you're wasting your value. Number two, lack of growth opportunities, you're wasting your value. Frequent conflicts and misalignment, that's 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 draining your value. Number four, compromising personal values. If someone consistently finds themselves compromising their core values or beliefs to fit into a certain group or environment or person, it indicates a potential mismatch between their intrinsic value and the values of that particular context. So now you feel tempted to compromise. You're wasting your value. Valuable people don't compromise certain things. Number five, because I have a lot more points. Draining relationships. If relationships or environments consistently drain energy, enthusiasm, and positivity without offering reciprocal benefits or support, it may signify that the individual is wasting their value in unfulfilling connections or settings. Ladies and gentlemen, relationships requires reciprocity. Relationships requires investment as well. If relationships or environments consistently drain energy, listen, if every time you're around that person, you leave empty, then you got to get out of that. I'm, ta- I'm, not, I'm, I'm not talking about seasonal where they're going, like someone's sick in the hospital and you got to give. Marriage requires, it's not always 100-100. It's not always 50-50. Sometimes it's 80-20. There's some parts in, in my marriage where I had to give 80% and my wife couldn't give the same 80. She may have only could give 20 and vice versa. There's periods where that happens, where a, where a spouse has to give more than the other because, for instance, when my wife was pregnant, of course I had to give more. When we brought baby girl home, of course I have to give more. Now that she wants to be a stay-at-home mom, I have to give more. There, I'm not going to ask her to go get a job. No, she wants to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm going to provide for that. So I can't get mad at that when I'm the one working and stuff like that. Well, that's not even in my psyche because, obviously, in marriage, you're going to have to give more in order to get more. Reciprocity, Right? But if you're in a relationship where you're constantly drained of your energy, see, you need energy givers to create synergy. Synergy creates businesses, creates family business. Synergy creates so much. And if all they do is take energy, how can you create synergy to create something of significance? See, I need my wife to give energy so I can give, we both need to give this marriage energy so that my daughter, so my daughter, our daughter can have the energy she needs to blossom. The ground, the soil energy needs the energy of the rain in order for a plant to grow. But if you're in a relationship right now where it's only taking your energy and you're contributing energy, but you leave with, with less than you came in, fam, and that's a constant thing. Yo, break up with them today. <laughs> and enthusiasm. You come home, you're excited. You call them and you're excited and they boom, 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 shoot your dream down. Boom, 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 shoot. And then your joy comes down. Get out of there. If relationships or environments consistently drain energy, enthusiasm, and positivity, because the devil loves bringing people in our lives that destroys these three things. Listen, the devil's mission statement for hell enterprises, hell LLC, hell court, whatever it's called, hell court, whatever is we still kill and destroy. <laughs> hey, hell's commercial life. Hey, guys, 
Have you ever been in a place where you want to be stolen from? Have you also ever been in a place where you just want things around you to be killed and destroyed? Then hell enterprises for you, because that's what we do. We still kill and destroy. Right? But it's covert or over covert. It's covert, meaning that he comes into your life with people that, that you feel compatible with, that 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 matches your struggle. See, see, you want to be around people. It's okay to be around people who matches your struggle story. We're talking about, oh, they, oh, you too went through this? Great. We're not talking about struggle story, like right now. Like, oh, oh, you you you're broken up. Y'all, you just had a breakup. Oh, let's let's be around each other's hurt people. No, no, that's not what you want. But the enemy brings people into your life. Think about the people in life who life right now closest to you or within proximity to you who steals energy, enthusiasm, and positivity. Chances are that's a plant. <laughs> you heard about plants in the music industry. You know, Cat Williams just said Kevin Hart's a plant, right? Like, right. So, so a person a person that's a plant says this is an industry plant planted here for a reason. They get all the marketing dollars, they get all the budgets, they get all the money because they're a plant to create more plants and to create success for the industry or to cause confusion and influence and spy or whatever. And the enemy has a, a personal plants in your life. He planted them in your life with the sole purpose of causing soul ties, attachments, so that person will be a constant conduit to steal, kill, and destroy so that you will never be able to be deployed to destroy his kingdom. It may signify, oh, here it is, and positive, positively without offering. What do they offer? Listen, that's the first thing you got to listen. That's why companies ask for resumes. See, my friend, you have to treat yourself like a Fortune 500 company. You got to run yourself like a business. Do you know Jesus around himself? He didn't, he didn't ask Pharisees to follow him. He, he asked business people to follow him. You got to run and treat yourself like a Fortune 500 business. You just got to say, okay, you got to think like a business. Why should I hire you? Let me check your resume. Resume, resume. Before we resume conversations about you and I being a possible whatever, I have to check your resume. What qualifies you? First off, before you can even ask for a resume, you got to ask what is what is the job description? Do you know the job description of a husband? Do you know the job description of a wife? Do you know the job description of a friend? But how can you ask or, or, or review someone's resume if you don't have job descriptions, positional descriptions? Like, so when you read a person's resume, and the thing about it is you and I are not qualified at certain parts of life, structure of life, to be able to really look over people's resumes because we're flawed humans and, and, and we can be easily duped or manipulated. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to immediately be like, no, don't hire this person. Why? I don't have to tell you why. Trust me and the man in the sky. Trust me. We know why. To why you should tell this person bye or why they should fly, right? So you got to be able to say, man, what do you offer? What do you bring to the table? Literally, what do you bring to the table? You know, everyone brings them to the table. Now, you ever been in a potluck? And you saw what Chelsea brought to the table. Karen brought this to the table. <laughs> Ty Tyrone brought this from the table. Timothy brought this to the table. You start looking at the table. And, and you worked with these people for a period of time. And you're like, oh, man, listen, I know you got a cat at the house. I know you got a dog at the house. How many of us, we, we didn't eat certain people's food because we, we saw what they brought to the work table. 
I, I saw what you brought to the work table. So why am I going to eat from this table or this potluck table? You got to say, what What do you bring now? What are your goals? Ask for That's why I got to check out my dating prep book, my dating prep card game. I'm going to show you the picture. So you know what I'm talking about. Man, this thing has saved so many uh, uh, people from marrying the wrong people. Dating prep is a great resource there. And it's dating prep card game. Green flag means we can go. Yellow flag, oh, that's alarming. We should slow down a little bit. We're going too fast. Whoa means red flag. Whoa, no means white flag. We out of there. But you got to begin to say, hey, man, what do you offer? Because when you know what you offer and you know what you offer is valuable, oh, family, uh-uh. I don't got time. Because you understand, marriage, friendship is a free industry. <laughs> man, listen. And that's why I, be eating, I eat in the car sometimes. I know what if I bring this food in the house, it's free industry. <laughs> see, 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 what's mine is no longer mine. What's hers is no longer hers. Whatever I bring, she get it for free. Imagine whatever your favorite grocery store is. Mine is Whole Foods. Aldi's is creeping up in there because Aldi's good prices. You know what I'm saying? Whole Foods. Imagine Whole Foods. The uh, uh, Jeff Bezos says. Joshua Ezzy, man, you've been such a great customer. Man, no matter when you go to Whole Foods, you get whatever you want for free. Man, look, you know how amazing that is? In order for him to make that certain proposition, he must already know what I bring. Maybe he knows I may offer promotion. Maybe I have five billion followers. Man, I need him shopping in my store all the time. I heard someone say in, on a podcast that Cadillac gave them, uh, was looking for uh, 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 women entre women influencers, entrepreneurs. And they said, uh, this one lady went into a, um, get. Uh, she felt in her spirit, she was just saying, I want a truck. And she said, I, I just want a truck, a new truck. And so she went to the dealership and she met with this lady who was a, a dealer. <clears throat> And she said, "You want? She wanted some uh, other truck. She wanted some. Uh, um, what was the truck? Uh, I know. I see the symbol right now. Infinity. She wants an infinity truck. <clears throat> she says, "No, my daughter is a VP at Cadillac. Call my daughter." And she was like, "But I want to trust." She said, "No, no, no. Trust me. Call my daughter. She's a VP at Cadillac." What happened was, she called the daughter, and the daughter said, "Yeah, we've been looking for women." Uh, um, influences that will drive our brand new 2023 Cadillacs for a year or two because we need we, we just want you to be use your influence so we want to want women to buy more Cadillacs that's powerful so in a marriage people get things for free friendship for free often so you got to say hey man what do you bring to the table because people bring a best foot forward but a best foot entails or implies as a bad foot Offering reciprocal benefits or support. What, what? How would they benefit you? And can they even support you? Do you know there's people who are compatible with you, but they don't have the same capacity? They don't have the capacity for you? See, you want to be with someone that's graced for you. <laughs> Listen, I'm a hard pill to swallow. Not everybody's graced to be married to me. Not everybody's graced to be a friend of me. Like, not everybody's graced, and I'm aware of that. So I'm very selective. I know me. I know what comes with me. Like, like I ask a lot of questions. Like, like I'm that type of person. I'm involved. I'm, I'm in your life. I'm, I, I, I'm not, not everybody can handle someone like me. People may think, oh, I wish I was Josh's friend, but I already know because I'm Josh's friend. <laughs> so I know what comes with Josh. Y'all know what comes with Coach Josh, but I know what comes with Joshua Ejike Eze. I know what comes with him. And not everybody's grace for that. So you got to be able to say, can you support 
all of me. Can I be all of myself as I'm be evolving myself? You got to ask yourself that. It may signify that the individual is wasting their value in unfulfilling connections or settings. Now, real quick, I'm going to go through this. Recognize, and I'm going to read those five signs again. So five signs you're wasting your value in a person or in a place. Number one, it says, feel you feeling unappreciated. It's an environment that's lacking growth or opportunities. It's frequent conflict or misalignments. You're compromising personal values and the relationships are draining. Now, recognizing these signs can prompt individuals to reassess where they invest their time, energy, and talents. Ensuring that they align themselves with people in place that appreciate and amplify their inherent value. Let's go to the next phase. Why people waste their value? Real quickly. Low self-esteem. Individual with low self-esteem may devalue themselves and settle for relationships and environments that do not align with their worth. A lack of self-confidence can lead to accepting less than they deserve due to a belief that they are not worthy of healthier connections. You must understand that you are worthy of healthy connections, but you have to get healthy. You have to get spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, physically healthy. You must first know where health comes from. First, you must next. You must understand where where your worth comes from. So when you begin to deem your value based upon other people versus God, then my friend, you're going to find yourself in those environments and in those relationships. Number two, fear of loneliness. The fear of being alone or isolated can drive individuals to devalue themselves in order to maintain. Relationships or stay in environments that may not be conducive to their growth. This fear can override the recognition of their own worth. Listen, worthy people who know their worth don't mind being alone because they love themselves. Listen, I love me. I didn't used to always like being around me. But man, I I could be in a room by myself and be okay. (laughs) Because I'm with God and we a-okay. You see what I'm saying? So when you when you fear being alone, then you will you will be around people that will destroy your essence. That's why you got to be able to say, man, listen, two friendships you must establish before you even look for a friend group, a peer group or a honey boo boo. You got to say, hey, I'm me and God are best friends and I'm best friends with myself. So that no matter who leaves your life, you still love your life. So number three, external validation seeking. Each of these I'm going to do a video on, so don't 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 feel uh, that he's rushing to. I'm going to do actually a video for each of these because uh, these are great points. External validation seeking because, uh, oh, yeah, people who heavily rely, people who heavily rely on external validation for their self-worth may devalue themselves in an attempt to gain approval from others. The need for acceptance can lead them to compromise on their standards and settle for relationships and environments that do not uplift them. Listen, you've already valid. You already approved because of what Jesus did. Don't seek other people's approval because when you seek people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. Come keep going for time's sake. Jesus complex, desiring to save everyone. The Jesus complex or savior mentality involves individuals who feel a compulsive need, compulsive, overbearing need to save or fix others at the expense. Oh, I can't wait to do these videos. Of their own well-being. 
This desire to rescue everyone can lead to devaluing oneself by neglecting personal boundaries and taking on responsibility beyond what is healthy or sustainable. Listen, only Jesus can say. What did the psalmist J. Cole say? He says, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. People don't want to be saved. Jesus know that. That's what Jesus said, man. I, 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 some people he already know I, I'm not going to pursue. They, they don't want to be saved. So why try to save people who don't want to be saved? They are not in a place to be saved. You're saving them from a ditch they want to go to. <laughs> That's why if they want to be blind, being led by the blind, then let them be blinded or blindsided. It's fine. Listen, if your if your children, if you're listening, no matter how much you love them, please understand this. I got people in my life that I love, but I can't save them financially. I can't save them in their business because they don't want to be saved. Now, real quickly, here are seven valuable aspects that must be guarded and distributed thoughtfully. This is what makes you valuable, and you got to protect these things. Number one, your time. Guard your time by prioritizing activities that align with your goals and values. Distribute it wisely among tasks that contribute to personal and professional growth. Oh, man, I'm missing some points. Give me one second. I'm going to get these points real quick. It's in my other document. Because I gotta, I gotta talk about the other side to these as well. Oh man, did I? Uh, give me one second. Let me see what I did with it. Here we. Oh man, did I? Give me one second, y'all. Because these, these are good points that I want to make sure I give you all. That um, that I want you guys to have. Give me one second while I find. Man, I put this in the wrong document. Go out your time. There we go. Found it. Let me find my document for my phone and transfer. These are valuable points. I have to give these to you because it shows how people will rob this from you. Let me see. Where am I at? In my notes. There we go. Thank y'all for y'all's patience. I'm giving you a break from writing notes, too, because I know some of y'all, y'all just out here, y'all writing these notes, <laughs> giving y'all a little break. Ah, man, wrong way. All right, that ain't going to look good, but it's all good. All right, so, um, <clears throat> now, man, all right, so time. Guard your time by prioritizing activities that align with your goals and values. Can you guys hear me good? Okay, good. Uh, and oh, thank y'all for the likes. For those, make sure you like, share all that good stuff. Appreciate it. it helps the video gain traction. Uh, distribute it wisely among tasks that contribute to personal. Now, here is how it's exploited exploitation can occur when others demand excessive time without reciprocating or valuing the individual's priorities. Manipulative individuals might guilt trip or pressure someone into investing time where it doesn't align with their goals, draining their resources. So, as you see. Why you have to guard your time? Because people will exploit your time. That's why I, I charge for coaching. I charge for stuff because people will drain you and then you'll have enough to take care of the people that uh, want to invest in themselves and see the value. So it says exploitation can occur with others demand. So you, look what you're demanding. Excessive time. We're talking about more time that they should be allocated without reciprocating or value the individual part. So if a person is demanding time from you that your wife deserves, that your husband deserves, that your children deserves, then don't serve them that time. 
Because those people, that's why I tell people, say no often. Say no often. Sometimes you say you you have a yes, but your yes is predicated on how they respond to your no. I tell people all the time, say no, because how they respond to your no proves if they deserve your yes. Because yes gives access to your best. So if you always say yes to people and people are not reciprocating that yes and valuing your yes or your priorities, then my friend, you're in a damaging situation. So say no. Nah, I can't do it right now. Oh, man, I'm never doing it now. And when you say no and the person, but, oh, I understand, man. Oh, yeah, man, you got a whole family, man. I understand that. Then that person may deserve access to yes. Number two, energy. I'm going to do the exploitation first and then do how you go or why you should guard it. Energy. Exploitation of energy may happen in toxic relationships or environments where individuals consistently draw energy without providing support or reciprocity. Emotional manipulation or constant demands can exhaust someone's energy. So you see, if toxic people, they make withdrawals, but no deposits. Look at your relationship. Look at yourself as a bank. Who comes to you as a bank? What do they withdraw? Time, energy, et cetera. Do they ever make deposits? Do they ever contribute? At the level they withdrew. Like if you're going to withdraw big, deposit big. It's about, the Bible said, not the Bible, but I say this. Uh, uh, or I've heard this said. It says, uh, uh, man, I forgot what it says. Know your worth and add tax or add interest or whatever. Know your worth and add tax. Like, like, yo, well, anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that you got to make sure that the people in your life are not just withdrawing and not making deposits because it will exhaust your emotions. And then when you're exhausted, they still ask for you more. Listen, man, bro, like you want reciprocity. You want where uh, you invest in me, I invest in you. This, 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 it, it keeps us uh, growing. Now, how to do it? It says protect your energy by being mindful of activities and relationships that either uplift or drain. Distribute your energy to endeavors that bring fulfillment and positive outcomes. It's okay to tell a cousin no. It's okay to tell your mama no. It's okay to tell your daddy no. Like, if you're not uplifting me, if you're making more withdrawals than my friends, you ain't family. You're not friends. So you got to be able to say, man, if you're always exhausted when you leave them and they don't even exhaust any measures to make sure that you're taking care of them, my friend, let them go. Number three, talents. Exploitation of talents can occur when others take advantage of someone's skills without proper acknowledgement or compensation. Individuals may be coerced into providing services or expertise without receiving fair recognition of benefits. My friend, treat yourself like a business. Treat yourself like a business. People will exploit your talents. People will exploit you and will try to benefit from it. That's why I tell people the price is the price. The price is the price. <clears throat> my price has to go up because my family went up. The price has to go up. I got a daughter now. I got a wife now. If you want to talk to me, you're taking time from them. And my wife don't mind. My wife does not mind you taking time from her if it gives her time to go shopping. <laughs> 
if it gives her time to pursue her dream. If you bring compensation in order for her to have uh, enjoyment and to be able to go to Amazon, it's, it's, it's Christmas every day now. Packages coming in for, for my daughter. Packages for, like, my wife don't mind, but the price, yesterday's price, premarital price ain't marital price. <laughs> and what the price I had in my marriage is not the price of having a child. Because people will exploit you, right? And, and they won't even appreciate how you do give for free. So you got to be able to say, hey, man, listen, listen. When people ask for discounts, discredit them as a friend. <laughs> They're no longer a friend. When people tell me and I'm close to them and they say this is the price, I don't care what my opinion is. Boom, here you go. I'm invested in you and I'm investing through you. So when people asking for discounts on your hoodies, on your spices, on your fragrances, on your coaching service, asking for discount, I'm, now there, there's, there's, I'm talking about people asking for discount. Now, if there's, there's opportunity to help somebody and they have the heart and they, they're giving their best, then that's okay too. You can you can make accommodations for people like that. We're talking about people who says, this is all I got, but I'm going to give you all I got. That's cool. But you don't want nobody getting in debt and stuff for your situations. But what I'm saying is, listen. Don't cheapen yourself for cheap people. Listen, the best people I've served are people who, who know what it means to invest in themselves. People who pay, listen, people who pay a lot, pay attention because <laughs> they paid a lot. You see what I'm saying? That's why you got to say, okay, man, don't make your products, don't make your business serve cheap people. Don't do that. Serve people who knows and appreciate service. Because when you serve those people, you don't have to drag people. You don't got to worry about when payments coming in, all that kind of stuff. But people will exploit your talents and skills. And all of a sudden, now you don't have no energy for the people that are willing to pay top dollar for you. Exploitation of talents can occur when others take advantage of someone's skills without proper acknowledgement. They don't even acknowledge of, of your worth and the time you put in and why it costs what it costs. Or compensation. Individuals may be coerced into providing service or expertise without receiving fair recognition of benefits. Now, that's people I've hooked, I helped out who wasn't able to. That's fine, but they, but they, they uh, the reciprocity was in something else. They brought other clients to me. They, 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 they gave me whatever that is as valuable as the initial payment, right? Uh, uh, so, how you protect that talent wise? Guard your unique talents by investing time in honing and expanding them. Distribute your talents by sharing them with others, contributing to meaningful projects and making a positive. So what I'm saying is honing and expanding. Say, you know what? I'm going to hone into my talents and make them more valuable. Skills make them more valuable so that people who value recognize value. And I actually provide high level value then I can get high level value in return. Got to go through this quickly. Abilities and skills. Uh, exploitation of abilities or skills happen. Oh, that's the same thing. When individuals are compelled to use their expertise for take tasks beyond the agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Keep that was the same thing. Connections and knowledge. Exploitation can occur when people seek to benefit from someone's connections or knowledge without mutual <coughs> exchange. Individuals may be used as a gateway to networks or information without reciprocity or reciprocating support or offering value in terms. So people, some people are using you for who you know. Some people are just using you to get connected to who you're connected to. Some people are just leeching off you just to get to the person that you're growing from. 
And you got to begin to guard those people because those people don't care about, they don't care about you. They ain't going to care about them. Now, how you protect them? Protect your valuable connection knowledge by fostering meaningful relationships and staying informed. Distribute your connections by networking, collaborating, sharing knowledge to, com- to create a mutually beneficial exchange. Like you want to be able to say, I'm going to connect with people that understand connection, that understands network. Because if I bring you into my network, then my net won't work because now you're messing up my nets. Health. Exploitation of health can happen in demanding work environments, relationships where individuals are pressured to compromise their well-being for the benefit of others. Employers or personal relationships may demand excessive effort, negativity, impacting, impacting health. Listen, people will drain your health to stay healthy. You got to listen. You got to be able to tell. You got to speak up for yourself. Tell that boss, I'm not doing this or be open to looking for new employment. Because when people begin to start demanding excessive effort at the detriment of your health without uh, being concerning of your health, then you got to leave that. Do you know the society we live in and the workplace was created for that? Because if I overwork you at work, you can't work your home. And if your home is not properly worked and and is not working well, then you're going to eventually not work well. And so now we're taking all your energy and not considering your family, your health, your, your relationship with God, and now it's draining you. And now no wonder health, people's health is at an all-time low. People's families <clears throat> are at an all-time low, right? So how to protect your health? Guard your physical and mental health by prioritizing self-care practice practices. Distribute your focus on maintaining a healthy lifestyle, ensuring longevity and sustained well-being. The goal is longevity. I got to be here for when my, my daughter gets married. I got to be here uh, uh, for with my wife until we 80. I got to be here. So that means, listen, like at my job or with kids, listen, if you, if you, if you're just, you know, or anybody, friends, not friends, but people around, listen, I put a timer. When I know a person, I put a timer, only 30 seconds, 30, mm-hmm. 29. Oh, 28. Okay. 27. About 22, 23, that's when I interject and blah. Well, let me give you this. 20, 19, 18, start giving little pearls. Oh, I got to go. Simple as that. <clears throat> Some people, I can give 30 minutes. Some people, I can give about an hour or two. But some people, that countdown begins. 30 seconds. Oh, but I give I give, I give, give them I give them all the body language. Oh, wow. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what I would do. I got to go. Simple as that. Some people you got to have an automatic countdown starting. And some people don't even deserve the countdown. Some people just need a, hey, man, got to go. <laughs> a hand, you know, brush off hand signals. Keep moving. I think that's it. Values and principles, exploitation can occur when others manipulate or pressure individuals to compromise their core values for personal gain. Unethical requests or situations that go against one's principles may exploit an individual's commitment to their values. So, you got to protect your time. You got to protect your energy. You got to protect your talents. got to protect your abilities and skills. You got to c- protect your connections. got to protect your health. And you got to protect your value. Now, let's get to the solution. Maybe 15, 20 minutes on this. I did a, a short video on this on Instagram, Facebook, and on TikTok. And, and the Holy Spirit was like, you got you to gotta do this long form. So now we're going to talk about how to not waste your value. How to not waste your value. Here's the process that puts you in a place where you're properly able to distribute your value. Understanding and embracing the points mentioned below can serve as a protective mechanism 
preventing the misdirection of one's value into the wrong places. Here's how. Number one, value by God. Number two, developing uh, a recognizing personal value. Number three, developing values. And number four, uh, and I missed the last one. Where's the last one? Intentional value distribution. So let's start. So let me read over this again. Understanding and embracing the points mentioned below can serve as a protective mechanism, preventing the misdirection of one's values or value into the wrong places. Here's how. Number one, valued by God. Recognizing that you are valued by God provides a solid foundation and a divine perspective on your worth. So powerful. Read again. Recognize that you are valued by God. When you begin to recognize <clears throat> excuse me, that you are valued by God, fearfully and wonderfully made by him, this right here provides a solid foundation and a divine perspective of yours. So now your perspective of your worth doesn't come from your mother, your father, your friends, from society, social media, comparison. Your value and your worth does not come from any other perspective than from God. That right there provides the foundation you need before you begin to feed your value. This awareness acts as a safeguard against investing your value in places that do not align with God's plan for your life, which lets you know or makes you aware of that you must find God's plan for your life. The Bible says many are the plans in a person's heart, who they want to marry, who they, what they want to name their kids and where they want to go, do this and that, but only the purpose of the Lord prevails. So this right here self safeguards you from investing in places that do not align with God's plan for your life. A person that's ignorant to God's plan for their life, things will make plans for them. A person who is ignorant of God's plans will be planned for. And those plans won't be actually for you. This awareness acts as a safeguard. A safeguard is in between. Against investing your value in places that do not align with God's plan for life. It helps you discern where God intends for you to distribute your unique contributions. God, there's places that God intends for you to be. Are you attending where God's intending? Are you attending where God's intending? God has it. God wants me to attend to my wife, attend to my daughter. That is, that's where he wants me. That's where he, that's what he intended for me to do as a husband and father, to attend. Are you present where God wants to wants you to be or knows where your presence will be appreciated. You, you ever gave your um baby a gift and you went you spent all I don't know so much time because I just went through it shopping for the baby. Oh, we're gonna get her this. Oh my gosh, she's gonna play with this. Yay. And as soon as you give them the gift, they play with the box and the wrapper, but not the gift. And you put all that time and shopping for the gift, looking for the gift, envisioning how she's going to play with the gift, and she rather plays with the box or the wrapping paper. That's what happens when you're in environments where people are not cognizant or mature enough to understand you as a gift. They'll just play with you out like a rapper. They'll play with your body. They'll play with your, your adornment. They'll play with you, but, they'll, but they don't want the gift. 
So recognizing that you are valued by God provides a solid foundation of divine perspective on your worth. This awareness acts as a safeguard against investing your value in places that do not align with God's plan for your life. It helps you discern where God intends for you to distribute your unique con contribution. You have unique contributions for a unique group. I'm not here to serve everybody, and that's okay. But the people I'm here to serve are going to be served. So when you begin to say that you're valued by God, you go where you're valued. Because <laughs> I'm already valued. I, I frequent where I'm valued all the time. Because God is everywhere. He makes me feel valued. He lets me know that I'm worth something. So no matter where I go, if you do not value me and all you care about is the wrapping in the box, then my friend, we can't be locked. Because because if you only want the box, you're going to make me mad. Now we go, now I want a box. Now, so all of a sudden, now all you want is this, the outside. You don't want me. Now I'm mad in my feelings. So to avoid you from boxing somebody out, because they don't want to truly box you out the box, to begin to see what makes you truly valued, man, you got to bounce. So are you attending where God is, intends for you to be? Next, when you valued by God, then you will be able to recognize your personal value. Then you begin to recognize that you're valuable. Let's read. When you truly understand your own value, you become less susceptible to external pressures that might lead you to invest in unworthy pursuits. Self-awareness acts as a defense mechanism, preventing you from compromising your worth in environments or relations that do not appreciate or reciprocate your contribution. So when you know you value by God, you begin to recognize that you're valuable. For instance, I gave an example yesterday. Uh, it was like a little chapel service. I said, <clears throat> there's been situations where, you know, someone might be rude to me in the streets. I'm at the gas station, someone, whatever, whatever. Or I, I played basketball. And when, I, when I've learned this, I wasn't always good in this area. But I'm very competitive and, and, I, and I compete, you know, and I'm pretty I'm pretty decent at basketball. And so when I'm competing. This generation is different. Basketball, different now. People cussing at you, calling out your name. But there was but there are situations when I play ball, I say, you know what, Josh, don't even let that get to you because, Josh, you'll start getting into your old ways. Josh, get home. When I'm in situations uh, when someone cuts me off of traffic, Josh, get home. Don't don't even get upset. Don't even put yourself in a situation where you're not protected. Josh, get home because I'm valuable to my wife. I'm valuable to my daughter. I'm valuable um, to those that I serve. Josh, get home. That's the mentality because you know you're valuable. When you truly understand your own value, I'm talking about your own value. You have to you have to truly understand your own value. Like I know you're valuable, great, good for you, but I'm fully aware of my own value. <clears throat> Not all of us have the same value. So you can have the same company, but people value different products. For instance, <clears throat> some people want a coloring, some people want a race. Some there's different Rolls Royces, and people value different Rolls Royces. I want the truck, or I want the car, or I want to be driven around. But it doesn't that doesn't mean people don't value Rolls Royce. You see what I'm saying? So each and every one of us bring a difference. Some of us are sedans. Some of us are are a convertible. Some of us are a, a SUV. Some of us are 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 are, are coupes. We, we're all different, but we're made by the same manufacturer. And so, yeah, you're valuable to a particular group because a, a mom, a soccer mom, wants a van or SUV. That 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 should make you as a coupe feel upset because somebody gonna want a coupe. 
Somebody's going to want a convertible. Someone's going to want a, a, a whatever car, a truck. So when you recognize your own value, you become less susceptible. Now you become less of a fool. <laughs> you become less of a person that can be fooled. Less susceptible to external pressure. When people are trying to press you, girl, come here, man. Let me let me let me talk to you real quick. You're less susceptible to that game now because you game recognize game. See, listen, <clears throat> do you think anybody in NBA is trying to play in AAU? Imagine LeBron saying, you know what, man, I'm I'm retiring from the NBA. I'm gonna play in AAU. That's a different league. No, nobody NBA goes back. They can't even go back and play high school ball anymore. That was old. That was back in the day. So you don't play high school ball. Now you graduate to college. Now you play college ball and you and you, you town up like name Now you name NBA. Imagine an NBA player trying to go back to where they came from. For example, so many people, you got to be able to say, man, I used to play those games, but I don't play in that league. Yeah, it's the same game, but it's a different league, baby. I'm compensated this league. I played for free back then. Back then when I was dating you, I was playing for free. Now I'm getting paid to play. I'm getting paid to play. Or I'm, I'm adequately compensated to play. This is good, man. Self-awareness acts as a defense mechanism. So now you self-aware. I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of others. Now it's my defense. Helping me to play on offense, preventing you from compromising your worth in environment relationships that do not appreciate or reciprocate your contributions. After you know you're valued by God, and now you're recognizing your own value, and now you begin to see, oh, I'm valuable in my own way. Now it leads you to developing values. The values you develop act as a filter guiding your decisions and actions. They serve as protective boundaries, ensuring that you prioritize areas and endeavors that align with your principles. These values act as a shield, guarding you against distributing your value in places that contradict your core beliefs. When you know that you're valued by God, and now you know you're valuable, now you start developing your values because your values begin to filter. For instance, as a husband, as a father, I value family at the highest degree. I care about family. I care about my immediate family and my family in proximity. I will not do anything that will compromise my family that will compromise myself as being a strong, God-fearing man as a pillar in that family. That's a value system. Meaning that, for instance, I took no speaking engagements for two years. Do you know how much money I left on the table, but it was worth it because my wife was going through a, a phase of her life that she needed her husband in. So of course I'm not gonna go speak. People ask me to go speak, paying, trying to pay me big money or, or people, whatever. I said no because my values. I value God above all. I value my relation with Him. Therefore, you won't catch me falling into certain sins. Of course, we all make mistakes. I'm talking about habitual sins, 
practicing sins, getting good at the sin. Oh, uh, I'm I'm 70% from three in this sin. I'm 90% from the free throw with this sin. I'm 83% from the corner three with this sin. <laughs> no. We, we, we're not talking about, we, I, no, no, I ain't about to risk what causes me to be as good as I am. I, listen, I'm talented, but I prefer anointing. See, you and I without the anointing is like bland chicken wings. You and I without the anointing is like chicken with no sauce. The anointing is the sauce upon us. So when people eat from your life and you're not sauced by the spirit, you taste bland. Oh, when you're anointed and you're appointed, when people taste and see, they'll taste and see that God is good and God's upon you. The anointing destroys the yokes, not talent. So when you eat from this message, it has to be anointed. That's why I can't be involved in anything that jeopardize my connection with God because it's going to hinder my connection, the anointing connecting to you. So when you have these different values, it filters. Oh, I can't, uh, I, uh, I value this too much to be devalued, to lose the value of this. Listen, I don't got time to entertain no other woman. That woman's too valuable to me. You know, y'all been watching my story. Y'all been watching how I can, y'all done seen me, y'all done seen single Josh. <laughs> I work too hard to get here. That's why if it's easy to get it, it's easy to lose it. That's why you, listen, you, fellas, let me put you on game, man. Listen, if a girl makes it easy to get there, my friend, it's going to be easy to lose her. That's why when you pursue a woman, pursue a woman who knows her worth and value. Because she's not going to make you jump through hoops and jump over walls, but she's going to help, she's going to ensure that you go through her systems. To, to prove she's gonna she you're gonna go through her her uh, processes to prove that you're qualified to be by her side and ladies you got to be able to say what well, what makes a man qualified to be by his by my side and what makes me qualified to be by a man of that caliber and when you start thinking like that you'll begin to say filter See, some of us, we so focus on filters on Instagram and filtering our, ex, our external life, but we haven't filtered our internal we have filters that would change how we look to people, but we don't have a filter to determine how we should be with people. Oh, I'm gonna eat good after this. I'm gonna tell my wife right after this. I mean, Lord, I'm gonna eat good. I might, I might, we we might have to go to. I'm gonna talk. My we might we might have to, we might have to go out. We gotta eat good. This is a good message. I don't fed y'all good. I, I gotta go eat good too. I'm telling you. So what your values do? They provide a filter. The value, the values, the, the, the values you develop. Get behind me, say I'm joking. The values you develop act as a filter, guiding your decisions. I don't care what skirt she got on. I got values. It don't matter how enticing. I got values. It don't matter uh, 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 what they try to do, or overwork, or try to overbook, or whatever. I got value. That's why God, God uses family as speed bumps to your ambitions. My wife slows me down. I love it because I'm a naturally ambitious guy. I love my wife. Be like, don't do a video tonight. You need a rest. Yes, ma'am. Yes, babe. Gotcha. No problem. Thank you for looking out for me. Oh, oh you know how many times the reason why I begin to these videos late because my daughter keeps rolling over. <laughs> she like me to, when she rolls on her back, she want me to tickle her stomach and stuff like that. Man, I value that. 
So right when I get off certain videos, I, I go right to them. I value that. Family slows you down because you impartial God. God promotes you. Let's keep going. Uh, they serve as protective boundaries, ensuring that you prioritize areas and endeavors that align with your principles, the principles of God. These values act as a shield, guarding you against distributing your value in places that contradict your core beliefs. Then once you know that you're valued by God and you recognize your personal value and you know that you're valuable. And after you have developed values, my friend, then you will have intentional distribution or intentional value distribution with a clear understanding of your value and developed values. You have to develop the right values because all of us have values. We just have bad values. Some of us, we value uh, uh, toxic things more than we value treasured things. We value perverted things. Do we value things with promise? You got to look at what you value. What you value is proven in what you spend, where you spend your money, where you spend your time, where you spend your energy, and where you spend your thoughts. Those were those things prove what you value the most. So I'm going to do a video on this as well, because that's, that's something we got to do. With the clear understanding of your value and developed values, you become intentional and how you distribute your contribution, you become intentional. Nah, mm, you cool, but nah. The intentionality acts as a protective measure, helping you discern between opportunities that align with your purpose and those that might exploit or diminish your worth. So you have to be intentional, but you can't be intentional until you see how God was intentional in pursuing you through his son, Jesus, and how he made a way for you to walk the way, the truth, with the truth and the light. Where you'll be in a place where the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to all truth, setting you free, putting you in a position where you can delicately distribute your value in places that will uh, uh, serve it back. So, for instance, when I do these videos, they serve me back. They do. So I don't mind giving out to my purpose. I don't mind giving out free content because somebody right now is buying a book. Somebody is uh, 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 looking at one of my coaching programs as we speak. Somebody because. When you pour, it pours back. You guys have been so generous. You guys have been rocking me for years. I just got off the a coaching call. Someone just joined my coaching program this morning. And, and we were talking, she's in the business too. And she was talking about, I don't know when I was sold. <laughs> That's what's so beautiful about purpose. People have already been sold. That's why they say people have to spend seven hours with you before they're sold. And so when people... When you freely give your purpose and you distribute your purpose, it has to be in your purpose because purpose is reciprocal. It brings back to you. And so when you give to God, God gives back to you. When you give to yourself, you give back to you. For instance, when you when you distribute your uh, when you uh, invest in your eating and your exercising, your health, it gives back to you. It gives you back vitality. When you invest time with God and you're giving more value to God and you you, you advance in the kingdom of God, God adds value to you. Like, like when you begin to do those different things, those things add value to you. When you're in those ecosystems and those worlds and those systems, man, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be empowered and so valuable that now you increase in value, value. And now, now when you increase in value, what you contribute into the marketplace is valued at a high point. And now instead of selling stuff cheap because you, because you don't view yourself as valuable and you know your product is good, but you're selling your product cheap. Then you'll begin to see yourself creep up to higher value points because you know how valuable of your time. I can't sell my coaching programs at, at the price they once was. I can't sell uh, my one-on-ones at the price they once was. I can't because I got values. I got I got a support. So when you have that, then you understand your value 
and you won't be cheap into places where people who don't even understand value starts mis, uh, mis, uh, uh, appropriating your value. So raise your standards, raise your prices. What I mean by raise, raise the price, raise how much it will cost to be your friend. Raise the price of what it costs to be your man. Yeah, raise the price of what it means to be your uh, raise the price of what it means for someone to be uh, your wife, to be your husband. Raise the price of what it means to be your friend. Raise the price of what it means to be in partnership in business. Raise the price of what it means to be a customer to my business or your business. Raise the prices. I'm challenging you right now. Raise your prices. Yesterday's an hour ago's price is not this hour's price. <laughs> Yesterday, today's price is today's price and you'll be surprised how many people won't shop with you no more but the people who don't appreciate your price at the level that god has set the price was never your customer in the first place they were never meant to be in your life the first place pray this message was a blessing to you hope you got value from it it was a joy to give you value from it um check out some of the resources that i have the group coaching programs we starting up pretty soon uh, mindset, man. If you say, Coach, I need that mindset. I need that valued, growth-oriented mindset. Coach, I've been selling myself for cheap. Coach, I, I'm creeping into places that are cheap places. And Coach, I want to get to a place where I can thrive, where I can really operate at the worth that God has set me at. So I'll be able to carry myself. Josh, I'm tired of these poor relationships. I'm tired of these poor friendships. And I want to get into that place of promise that God has promised me. Then check out our mindset program. Just got someone in this morning. They're ready to go. We got people coming in. And it's time to shift our mindsets so we can operate at a value where God has already predetermined it. Do you know how offensive it is to God to set you at a price and that but you cheapen it? Imagine God saying, Do you know all of y'all, all of us are as valuable as a Rolls Royce is in the marketplace of automobiles? Imagine you being a Rolls Royce, hand stitched, parts imported from Italy, Australia, New Zealand, imported from Texas, imported from all these different places. Six months to develop, to create and build, custom made for you, the lights on the ceilings and all that stuff. And then you come off the manufacturing floor or plant and then you charge, you put yourself at a price point of a thousand dollars, but you're worth half a million. Do you know there's old Roy's Royces? 2012 Rolls Royces, 2015 Rolls Royces. I like cars. 2019, oh, yeah, 2018 Rolls Royces that are more expensive than a brand new Honda. We're cheaping ourselves. We're putting ourselves on clearance racks. And cheap people cannot handle expensive things. And my friend, you are expensive. Live like it. So if you need that mindset shift and go check out that mindset program, links in the description box. Uh, also, if you're at a place where you value, you value your ambitions, you're, you value your professional endeavors, you value that, you're making a lot of money, you're successful, or you're a person that's pursuing the pinnacles of success, but you don't really, you don't really value family. You don't really value your walk with God. You really don't value your, your health holistically. You really don't value uh, all the things that would add more value to your professional endeavor. Do you know my family makes me even more valuable in the marketplace? That that my walk with God, my relationship with God makes me more valuable in the marketplace. People want to do business with a person that fears God and honors family. 
Like, like that adds into my business, that adds into my endeavors. A lady this morning says she watched me from 2018 all the way. Now she remembers single Josh. Now she sees married Josh. Now she sees uh, Josh with a daughter and, and she enjoyed that process. Countless people have told me that I've watched your journey from 2016 and watching now and they want that. It's important that family and faith helps with funding, helps with finances. I'm telling you, faith and family will make you more finances. What I mean by that, if you have a poor faith and you have poor family, but you make a lot of money, you will lose that money. Because you will be trying to spend that money to buy things that only faith in God can give and only family can give. There's stuff, there's so much treasure in family and so much treasure in faith that you can't buy anywhere. It only comes from authentic, genuine connection with God and family that produces real holistic wealth. And so if you're at a place right now where you say, coach, I'm professionally successful, I'm out here getting it, but man, I'm losing my marriage, I'm losing my children, or I'm single, but Josh, I'm, I'm successful. But I want to make sure that I have the tools and the principles already installed into my life to make sure that I don't fall in my marriage or fall with my, with my children. And check out my fulfillment coaching program. We got to get to it. That's right. M. Brutus says, or, uh, or lose the money trying to fix the broken family. Yeah. Do you know how many people have to spend money to pay for, for, for drugs? And pay for medical bills for a, a child strung out on drugs because daddy wasn't there because mama wasn't there. How many of us right now are paying for what our parents didn't pay for? And now you're creating an environment. You, you barely survived your parents and now your kids have to live a life surviving you. I don't want my daughter surviving me. I want my daughter to thrive because of me. I don't want my wife to survive me. Man, I survived Josh. I want her to thrive because I'm in her life. That program, I'm looking for 15 people who are ready to invest for 12 months or so. And you like, Coach, I, I, I'm going to tell you, that transformation is going to happen in your life. The quickest path to holiness and success is investing in you to ensure that you're fulfilling in every area of your life. So if that resonates with you and you're like, Coach, I need that now then go ahead and check out my fulfillment coaching program. It's available to you right now. We're getting started pretty soon. And even if you watch this video four months later, it's a it's a group where you can join at any time. It's a community. It's going to be masterminds. We'll be meeting in person, having uh, conferences, and then I'll open up to other people. So there's a lot that comes to that program, but you have to be willing to invest in yourself in both of those as well. Check out some of the books that I think will be a great blessing to you, like my book, Multipurpose, How to Find and Fulfill Your Purpose in Every Area of Your Life. Great resource there on purpose. This is where most of my programs have stemmed from. Great book there. If you're struggling with soul ties or strongholds, check out this book, The Purpose of Freedom, Whom the Sun Sets Free is Free Indeed. But my friend, you got to walk in that freedom. This book will help you in that area of untying soul ties and uprooting strongholds. If you're struggling to discern what's in front of you, you're not quite sure if that person is a counterfeit or a counterpart, and you want to understand better, understand how God confirms things and how God reveals things, check out this book, Counterfeit a Counterpart. If you struggle with your feelings and you're just an emotional person and you're like, man, my emotions get in the way, my feelings get in the way of me fulfilling my purpose. And I need to learn better how to process my feelings so I can look at the facts so I can properly act. Then this book, Facts with Feelings, will be a great book for you. If you want to better understand the wholeness and what it means to hold the things in life, this wholeness journal will be a great tool and resource. The wholeness journal and my book, Multipurpose, is, has a lot of points contributing to my coaching programs because we have to be whole to hold. 
and we can't hold if we have holes. Because why would God pour something solid in of itself into a container that's not solid in of itself? If you're struggling with your singleness and you want to better understand the purpose of singleness, that you'll be able to be prepared for marriage and be because singleness is the prerequisite to marriage. If you're not good single, you're not going to be good in a marriage. And so this book is a great foundational book for singleness. If you're struggling, oh, not struggling, but if you, uh, this book, Dating Prep, is a great tool for those who say, man, hey, I, I need some questions to ask this person that's trying to pursue me. They, I got questions, in the, over 200 questions in this book that either help you end the wrong relationship or extend the right one. Also, if you're single, this is a great tool as well to help you develop the right questions and non-negotiable. You'll know, question yourself to see if you're ready to be dateable. Are you dateable? And also, if you're married, great tool to keep that marriage going into that corporation because there's three levels. Either you're in the uh, cloud phase, the cement phase, or the corporation phase. And so that also goes to this card game dating prep. So when you're married, you're in a corporate, you build a corporation family business. When you're uh, uh, just y'all courting or your dating may be in a cement phase where it gets real. Oh, we, we, I, we off the cloud nine. So I've got cloud nine questions. I got cement questions and I got corporation questions that will help put you in a place where there's no question that this is God's answer uh, in the role of a husband or a wife. Um, if you have a young person wanting to start, they are early. Check out this book, As He Says. It's like a father in a book. Print wise proverbial sayings to help kids better understand their worth and value. Understand this, for those who are Christians, this book was created for the public school system. But if you know the Bible, you know the Bible's in there. It may not be scripture and verse, but it has uh, a verbiage along those lines. Uh, if you're struggling with spiritual warfare, you want to better understand the whole armor of God and how to win and against the spiritual entity so you can win in the physical realm. This book, World War Me, will be a great resource for you. Also, check out my book, Unplugged, first book ever written. Ten books, four card games, two coaching programs, and 3,000 videos are available to you, and a ton of worksheets. And also, check out my January Masterclass. We're talking about purpose all month. Uh, well, man, that what we talked about last Thursday, powerful. And they're only going to be there. There's Those videos will only be in those Masterclasses. And even, even if it's March, you can still sign up for that January Masterclass, get access to those videos and worksheets. Very powerful stuff. Because when you're in a Zoom, it's a different kind of room. YouTube is great. The young lady who just signed up for my coaching program, she was in my January, uh, December master class. She was like, I got to get more of this. It's intimate, face-to-face. It's a different type of coach. Um, you're getting coached. You're getting, it's, it's a great vibe. So check out my free master class. And if you need to invest in yourself to bring out the best of yourself, then check out my coaching programs because the vibes are different in the Zoom. Great, great, great. Um, so if you get this on YouTube, imagine what you get in the Zoom. And if you get that in the Zoom, imagine what you get in the coaching programs. Love you all. I believe in you all. Catch y'all next time. Peace.